Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs, where I, Christine Blasdell, get to bring to you, the conscious entrepreneur, some master teachers in all realms of life, health, wealth, love, prosperity, abundance, and you name it. If it's about making your life better, we're going to be talking about it on the show. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. And I'm really excited about today's show and super happy that you're joining us today. Uh, my guest is EA Sokovitz. He is the founder of Givers University. He is an entrepreneur, business consultant, writer, and extraordinary human being. And that's why I'm so excited to have him on the show. We are going to be talking about giving the importance of it and how it comes back to you tenfold. Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine EA. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And uh, I, I love your format. Uh, I think, uh, you know, today people automatically put themselves in a box. And so when a platform like yours can come along and teach them how to think out of the box, I just think it's wonderful. So thank you for having me on, the, on your show. I'm honored. Well, one of my favorite things to do, I'm a, you know, I am a podcast coach and trainer. And so I love helping people share their wisdom and their expertise and their passion or inspiration with the world. And what you've been doing for many years is helping people in, in, in sort of the same way as, as well. Um, why don't you explain a little bit about the Givers University and how you came a, a, upon creating this for people? Happy to do so, thank you. Uh, we, we actually teach something at Givers University that simply is not being taught today. In fact, uh, you know, I, I'm a self-improvement geek. I can tell you are as well. And I'm sure yes. many of your listeners are and, you know, commit to self-improvement every day. And that's great. I love it. But, but no one's teaching us how about the other guy. No one's teaching us how to discern because we're moving so quickly today. Businesses open and closing, uh, uh, products uh, coming on the market and being antiquated overnight. And we're so fast that no one's teaching us how to discern that when we see certain things. And, and, and when we talk about givers and takers, we're not labeling a person. We love everybody. I emphasize we love everybody across the board. What we're doing is we teach people at Givers University how to distinguish the person who we love from their deeds, which we may not love, mm -hmm. and how to discern so that when we see certain things that people are doing, that their actual deeds, we teach them what look for these things, right? Uh, and these are non-judgmental things. These are things that have to do specifically with what are they doing. We teach people to discern. And when you see these things, you may want to now think about bringing that person closer to you and creating what we call your giver's community. And when we see other things, we may want to start thinking about respectfully distancing ourselves from that person. Respectfully, not nasty or anything else, but just respectfully starting to distance ourselves because takers bring with them what we call the three Ds. The three Ds are defeatism, mm. disruption, 
and destruction. They Word. bring those. <laughs> yes, they do. And and so I and I can prove this point because I can ask your listeners right now. Think about all the fires you put out today. Think about the conversations you had today. That at the end of the conversation, you thought to yourself, "Man, I don't even know what we just talked about." Other than the fact that I have no more energy. That person just sucked the energy right out of me. There's nothing left. Or the times today where their, where their stress level spiked up. I bet you dollars to donuts, every single one of those instances have a name attached to them. And what we do is we teach people how to begin to discern. And we find out, uh, Christine, that it simply isn't being taught today. No, everyone's saying, look in the mirror and we should do these things. And I'm for that. I do it too. You know, I mean, it's very important. We need to do that. But also there are those things that happen in our life and these people that we bring in our life. And because of their deeds, we find they're very disruptive to our business, to our life. And we're constantly putting out these fires. And we don't know what to look for anymore. No one's teaching. Look for this. Look for these things with specificity. So that's what we teach at Givers University, how to begin to discern, because we have a saying that goes, givers earn three times more because givers discern three times more. And I learned all this basically because of my defeats. Each one of my, what I call my three major defeats, brought about the writing of a book to help me deal with it and hopefully not be in that situation again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, yeah, what, what you talked about too is the fact that it's not, it's not being taught. And I, I find that, well, as my, in, in my life, and I'm approaching 57 this year, in my 57 uh, years. You're spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to <laughs> me. <either. laughs> but in, in my, in my, um, you know, in my growing up and I had a wonderful teacher. I had my grandmother who mm. um, hot, a hot headed uh, Aries. I was a sensitive little Scorpio. Aries. And you're an Aries. Okay. <laughs> that Ram, you know, that Ram. Yeah. Yeah. But what I loved about her because she was fierce, but what I loved about her was that she let things go. So she would get upset or she would blow, but then it would be like, we, she used to say it was like a, a water on a duck's back. Right. Yeah, yeah. And she went through yeah. the depression. She went through Vietnam. I mean, she saw she, some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that generation is as well. But she always, she she taught me to, I think, be empathic and to always think about the other person and not to judge. And I hold that dearly. So when I see people casting judgment on others, you know, if they see someone who's perhaps homeless on the street or, um, you know, that, that automatic judgment that we have as human beings, well, they must be lazy or they must be on drugs or whatever. My, my whole thing is that I actually know that they've been through some things that I couldn't comprehend. And so that empathy comes into play. And I don't think we're teaching that to kids. We're not teaching that, that empathic, that beautiful power that we have. Well, you raised such a great point. And, and, and that's why we always were so clear to always say at Givers University, we don't label people. 
we label the deeds and we teach people to look for certain deeds. And then that helps us discern, do I want this person in closer in my life based on what they're doing? Uh, the, 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 simple, the example I could use was in the, uh, um, if someone had a cold, we could see the symptoms and the symptoms might be, you know, itchy eyes or runny nose. And we, and we know probably they have a cold if we saw those symptoms. So we teach people, look for these symptoms, look for these kinds of deeds, and then we can begin to discern, do I want to have this person as a part of my giver's community or not, based on the symptoms, based on what we're actually looking for. And we've broken it all the way down to where when someone sees some of the checklists we have, where we get into very detail, when someone reads them, they're not able to say, well, how do I do that? Because it's so clear. And you, you brought up such an interesting word, and I love this word, uh, empathy. And people confuse two words, empathy and sympathy. And I use the example as follows. And we should have more empathy. Everyone should have. I should have more empathy. We all should. And, 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 and I use the example, if you were driving your car and you were on a bridge and you saw someone getting ready to jump into the river, slam on your brakes, you go over and talk to them, say, don't jump in, don't, don't jump in, and you talk them out of it. That's empathy. The person who is sympathetic will stop the car, go over and talk to them. And after five minutes, they both jump in. That's the difference. <laughs> right. So we, we, we want to have more empathy in our lives. And, 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 so, and our defeats teach us those things. One of the things my business mentor taught me was re, begin to reframe and relabel events. Um, because I, you know, my mind, you know, I, I was a son of a milkman. Uh, raised myself all the way up to the high status of a janitor after that. And so I, mean, uh, so I didn't mind that because business was always picking up. What? Anyway, so, the, <laughs> <laughs> so as a result of that experience, um, I, and I can, can I share a story with you of how I met someone really, really unique in a most unexpected way? Uh, ripe old age of 16 years old, janitor. And uh, I was able to be uh, bonded, which means I could be insured. And one of the houses we cleaned, and I, I lived in the greater Chicagoland area. In fact, I lived out, uh, right by a town called Oak Brook and uh, where basically McDonald's came from, not the, the brothers, but Ray, right? Ray Crock. And so I cleaned every week June Martino's home who had the third most controlling stock in McDonald's. Now, if you ever saw the movie with uh, Michael Keaton, the founders, uh, it, it, you see him talking to June, who is the secretary outside his office. That's her. Uh, that was the lady. Uh, now, obviously, that's an actress, but the real lady in real life. So every week I was in her house cleaning and she was very approachable and very easy to talk to. And, and by the way, the, the movie is very Hollywoodized. It really wasn't that way. You know, right. I mean, I, I lived it. You know, I was there. I was right there through the whole time period. The world headquarters was, I mean, I shot from me, literally. So I'm in June's house and she was in an extra good mood, Christine. I said, so I thought, man, this is the day. So I went up to her and I said, June, she looked at me and she, she knew who I was because she saw me every week and we'd say hi. She was always very nice, you know. And I said, uh, uh, can I ask you a question? She said, sure. And I said, uh, could you tell me about it? And she looked at me and she said, what? I said, McDonald's, what happened? I'm not kidding, Christine. She put her arm around me, brought me in the kitchen and the entire day told me the entire story from the very beginning all the way through up to the very second we were sitting in the room. And I mean, and I, I, all day, I mean, this was because I asked her in the morning. So this is a full day thing. She had, the, you know, the maiden butler were bringing us food while we're sitting there. She's telling me the story. And 
and and there was a couple of parts certainly in the movie that are true and they're based on overall true events they just really hollywoodized it and made ray look a little bit different than he really was in real life uh but she did tell me in the, in the one part in the movie if you remember there's not enough money to pay her and ray finds out that he's not getting enough percentage and he's got to call the brothers and say i need more percentage right that part's true that's a true part and so june told me ray couldn't afford to pay her and uh and, and so he paid her instead in worthless stock in a company that was literally worthless, all right? It was, it was upside down. And, we're, and, they, and, and he agreed to take all of her bill collector phone calls uh, for her and, and not pay her, just give her stock, right? And I said, June, I, you know, I live paycheck to paycheck. You know, I have this high position of a janitor. I get paid on Friday. If I don't get paid on Friday, I'm not gonna be there Saturday. <laughs> I, said, I'm gonna, I said, I need that paycheck. Why did you do it? And I could tell, Christine, I could tell this snack nose 16-year-old just asked her a question no one ever asked her before. And she sat back and stared at me with an eye lock, but I could tell, you ever had that feeling when you know someone has left the room even though they're looking at you? Yes. She, she literally went away thinking, man, I never thought about that before. And the way she answered it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck and I'll never ever forget what June said to me. When I said, why did you do it? She said back to me, because I believed in Ray. And my first thought was, man, I got to find me a Ray Kroc. I've got to find, I, I've got to find someone that I could believe in that could teach me like, you know, and, and take me under his wing. Like June took him under her wing, right? Or the other way around. I mean, so, I mean, so I, I got to find one of those. I need a mentor. I, you know, I need a Ray Kroc. And it wasn't two months later, I found my Ray Kroc, if you will. And, but that was such an amazing, Christine, I used to, I mean, here I am, burnt out janitor, really. Janitor mindset, janitor thought process, loving, loving pulling the Rolls Royces out of the garage and sweeping it three times a day, just to be in a Rolls Royce. And I think this car's worth more than I'll ever make in like 20 lifetimes, just this car, you know, I mean, and, uh, and, and, and people really live like this. and but she seemed like a regular person. She wasn't a superhero. She wasn't an alien. There was, she was very approachable. And I, and, and that really gave me pause. I thought, well, you know, if she could do it. Why can't I? She, she doesn't seem like she's some super person, you know, what is it? And so that led me to that thing. And then I, I uh, met my mentor and then down my path, I had my three greatest defeats. Um, but uh, what a great experience, what, uh, just meeting her and, and, and seeing that people were really like that. And, and later on, of course, she's passed on, but what an icon she became too. Well, and it's, she also listened to that inner voice that, that we have that says to trust and, and, and boy, we are, we are people, whenever we get thrown a curveball in life. And then that's, if we don't get a, we, we find out we're not getting paid or we lose a job or um, you know, we get fired or something, we tend to think, oh my gosh, that's horrible. The little ego comes out. Why me? This sucks. Yeah. I hate that person for doing that to me. They, <laughs> you know, but it, in, in many ways, and it's the same thing with relationships as well. A lot of times it's to move you into a place where you're supposed to be. But if you still have that, that mindset, that energy of woe is me, this is horrible. That puts out an energy as well. And I've, I've equated that to, you know, I've, I've lost jobs and it's been the best thing to happen to me. It doesn't feel that way when it happens. Right. 
but it's having that faith and knowing that you are being moved into a direction that you're supposed to be. And that's probably what she was also tapping into. She believed in Ray. She, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't have to sit there and, and say what a son of a gun he is. And you know, all of this, she believed in him and had that faith and then boom, I mean, you were sitting in her million dollar house. <laughs> yeah, for it. sure. Yeah. And all, and I, I cleaned the homes of all her three sons yet. She bought houses, houses for as well. Um, and <laughs> wow. it, 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 so, I mean, it was quite, it was something else. And, and you, you bring up a great point, Christine, because one of the things my business mentor taught me was basically what you just got through saying is every adversity in life carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Yes. Every adversity carries with it. And he said, when he said, reframe the word failure, he said, because failure has this like, like an eternal ring to it. He said, and relabel those events in your life as temporary defeats. He said, so, so you got tackled. He said, you're going to find out that when you got tackled, you got a first down and you get to get up again. The game's not over. He said, so relabel failure as a temporary defeat and look for the seed because it's there and look for that because every adversity, not some, all adversities carry with them the seed of an equal or greater benefit. And, and I found that to be true with my three major defeats in life, the exact same thing. Well, and it's, and I, you had mentioned this earlier and I think it's really important, the reframing. And for, since this is the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs, I think reframing is a, is a very valuable skill set. Um, I'd like to see that on, you know, when they, when you, when people apply for positions or jobs or they want to have a, a, you know, they want a, a new client or a customer, I think it should be like, I have a PhD in reframing, <laughs> you know, the importance yes. of that. Um, talk about that if you don't, if you don't mind for a second. I, I'm happy to. Um, and I, and I can, if I can, I can share with you my first major defeat because it had to do with how I had to reframe it. Uh, and uh, so, it, so it, 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 while being mentored by my business mentor, uh, who I met, and it, it had to do, he opened a, a, a diamond business in Chicago, and I started working for him, and we, 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 I became the father he never had, I became the son he never had, <laughs> and uh, even though he has a son, and he became the father I never had, even though I had a father, we were really that close, and while he was mentoring me, I also started a training company, and we were doing trainings in the Midwest, again, Chicagoland area, multiple offices, training other companies, company was doing great. I'm going to ask you after I tell you the story, what are the odds that you think there are of this happening? Because it's astonishing. Even today, I'm still astonished all these years later. So back years ago, they used to have a thing called a voice answering machine and it sat on your desk. And, and on the left side was the outgoing message that you could record and put it on a cassette tape. There was actually a thing called a cassette tape right, for your listeners yes. of the younger years. And then on the right side was a cassette tape that was 60 minutes long. That was for all the messages that came in. And uh, my machine was voice actuated, meant as long as someone talked, it recorded. I left home for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, I should say. And I came back. And the whole 60 minute tape had been used up. And I thought, oh, some kids got a hold of this and played with it because they like to do that when they realized it would keep recording once, once in a great while, right? Wow, was I in for a shocker. So I play back my messages and my 50% business partner in this training company, not my mentor, the training company, um, was leaving me a message, called me, left me a message. And back then, um, there was a time where when people called you, you could hear they were getting a call in by a little beep. There'd be like, beep, 
beep, beep. And that would let you know someone was calling them while you were talking with them on the phone. Yes. Right. And uh, so he hit the receiver so fast when he left me the message and said, hello. He put my machine on call conferencing with him and another person and recorded the entire conversation. The conversation was step by step how they were going to take over the company and kick me out of it. Oh, no. Yes. Let me tell you, Christine, when you hear it in their own words, it's way different than third party. I mean, this is, I mean, I'm here. So what are the odds? What are the odds, first of all, of him calling me at that time? He could have called me when I was home, but no, he called me then. And then what are the odds of that guy calling him at that time? He could have called him another time. And then what were the odds of when they talked, they talked about the plan. They could have talked about golf. No, the plan. So my mind just went into left field. I mean, and I got to tell you, I thank God my business mentor taught me how to reframe and relabel. After a sleepless night, because this was total blindsiding, I didn't even know that, I, zero indication, zero indication this was happening, that I was going to get betrayed and blindsided in such a way. And I thought, man, I've got, okay, what did I get? What did my mentor teach me? Well, he taught me how to reframe, taught me how to relabel it. So, and he taught me how not to let my emotions rule my intellect, because when that happens, I'm reacting. And to teach my intellect to control my emotions. And then I'm responding. The example he taught me way back when was in the medical community, if you're getting a prescription or a drug or something, and you're reacting, that's not good. If you're responding, you're doing better. So he said, always respond. So I thought, okay, how can I use my training and respond to this and relabel it? So the next morning I went in and I told my partner, I said, Jim, you have to buy me out. I said, you've got seven days. I'm going to do something with my mentor, which was true. And I said, but you have seven days to buy me out. We've got to cut the agreement. You know, we'll work out something. So we did. And I got a couple of payments from him. And I have to tell you, Christine, that I thought the payments were gifts. I didn't even expect them because now I knew what kind of person he was after the fact, right? So here's what happened. The next year, my income doubled. The next year, he filed for personal bankruptcy, business bankruptcy, got divorced. And I saw him at an amusement park at a distance. He didn't see me, but I knew who he was and he was right there. He looked like he had aged 20 years, all in the next year. And the difference was I found the seed through my training and reframed it. And I call that the giver's mindset. And this caused me to write this first book. There, there's a whole series of three books called Give to Be Great. And the first book is called The Giver's Mindset, Second Giver Lifestyle, Third Giver's Lifelong Learning. And The Giver's Mindset came about because of this event and how I was able to relabel it. And do you know, he has this partner since has passed on, I never told him about the recording. I never told him once. I, he had no idea that it ever even happened. So I reframed it. I let my intellect control my emotions. I built on it, changed it from a failure to a temporary defeat, went on and built much bigger, better things with my mentor while he brought on and he experienced all of them, defeatism, disruption, and destruction. He hit all three Ds. And I, because of that, was able to not become what we say when someone's not taught how to discern, when they're not taught this, they become unwilling collateral. 
they have these events and they're collateral and they don't even realize it's still it's too late. And that was my first major defeat. And they let their emotions uh, uh, carry them you know, as well. And you, you, you had to think of actually ex extremely smart in that situation. Boy, luckily they weren't talking about some kind of plot to kill you or something. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. But, I, but, when you hear it in their own words, Christine, it's Oh, no, it's icky. Step I, by step by step. I, oh, no. Well, I, I just. <laughs> you know, I, I have, um, I have a, um, a podcast, I have a client, a podcast coaching client that I work with yep. and he's, he's gone on to become an amazing trainer and, um, in, in the healing arts and in spirituality, he's a, he's an amazing, amazing individual. And he had a company, um, you know, with, a, it was making a lot of money and he had suffered a physical setback and, mm -hmm. What he had is he had one of the greatest betrayals. His best friend basically voted him out of the business, even mm. though it was, he started it. His best friend also took off with his the love of his life. So his heart was destroyed. His business was destroyed. And he, he says, he, he says to, to today that it was the best thing that happened to him because it threw him into the search for his own healing and his own wellness. And then he stumbled upon all of this amazing stuff. And now he's a healer. He's like, I was a tech giant and now I am helping people heal and helping them heal, you know, others. And it's, it's lifelong passion. But again, it had to have that dark night of the soul sort of thing where, yeah, on the, on the outside, it doesn't look good. It doesn't, it's not the best thing. It's not like, Oh my goodness. I, I can't wait today for, for massive betrayal in my heart and uh, in my business and to lose everything that I've been working for, but it puts you into a different stratosphere and that and energy it, that you have exactly, you weren't holding on to that negative energy either. You were like, okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much for letting me know. And then you moved on and look how successful you are now and well, helping people as well. Um, well, and, and, and just like your associate you know, now he's not a tech giant, but he's a giant of a different sort. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, for our listeners and our viewers who uh, want to learn a little bit more about Givers University, why don't you let them know uh, what people can expect there and throw out that website as well so we can get them to check it Great. out. Love to do it. Thank you. Uh, and it, it's actually a quiz because as we mentioned, we, we really genuinely believe and, and we've searched that we are right now the only ones teaching how to discern. And, and, and that's such a valuable skill set for someone to have because when they learn how to discern, they're gonna, their awareness level is going to be heads above everyone else because people aren't being taught that today. Yeah. What do you look for specifically, the kinds of deeds? Um, and so we have a seven-question quiz. They would go to www. I don't know why I say that. Everyone does. Uh, givers, <laughs> givers, GiversUniversity.info. It's plural. GiversUniversity.info. I-N-F-O. When they go there to that URL, they're actually on the first page of the quiz. It's only seven questions. Less than five minutes to do the whole quiz. But it's a quiz. The title is, What is Your Givers and Takers Awareness IQ? So there's seven questions. And the questions you have to deal with the awareness of what other people are doing, our awareness of what they're doing. And, 
and they get an, an assessment, a free assessment. The whole thing's free. They get a free assessment on it. Um, and there are different assessments based on their answers. Um, and then we immediately give them one of the first important things we think that everyone should be armed with. And we call it the six arrows that takers shoot. The six arrows in a taker's quiver. And people always look at these six things. They go, man, I just never thought about that before. You know, th that's when you find out something is hitting someone and striking a chord when they go, oh, this really needs to be taught. No one's breaking it down into the most simplistic terms. This, and, and when they look at it, they can see things that are happening to them. Yes, someone's shooting that arrow at me every day. Someone's shooting that arrow at me every day. And they begin to see, and, it, and it's almost like a checklist. And we give it to them immediately as a download. And then over the next couple of days, we give them the 25 do's. Um, in the first course, first book called The Giver's Mindset, we actually identify the 25 things that when you see someone doing this, these 25 things specifically, you want to bring them in closer and make them a part of your giver community. And when you see these 25 things that they that you don't want to have in your life, then you may want to think about respectfully distancing yourself. Um, uh, like as an example, one of the things uh, uh, with the 25 do's, just to give a couple of nuggets to your listeners, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, is be willing to do the thing to get the thing. In other words, takers are not willing to do the thing to get the thing. They're always shortcutting. They're always glomming onto someone else's results. Uh, they're, and they're never doing what is required to get what they say they want. So, so the, the, and these are one of the 25 do's. And you'll see a giver will always be willing to do the thing to get the thing, whatever it is. They'll step up first. Uh, also, a second nugget of the 25 do's. A taker is not willing to delay gratification in order to increase the returns. Uh, taker is always only me, self-oriented, pay me first, then I'll go to work. I'm not going to do anything unless I get all of this up front. Uh, and, this is, and you'll also hear them say things like, well, it's just business. When I hear those words, oh, I don't want, I, I, well, yeah. I run, yeah. I run because you know what they just said? I'm going to take advantage of you. And I'm even telling you up front, I'm going to do it. Exactly. And I say, wait, this is not business. This is me, human being, human being, <laughs> you know, this is not, this is not just business, you know, what a ridiculous thing to say. And so we give people, they actually will get after they do this quiz and they'll get it a couple of days later, the, the actual checklist of these 25 do's. And when they look at it, it's two pages and they say, wow, this is the best outline of things I should be looking for. Like these two, I just mentioned that when you see these, pull these people in closer and a quick definition, I realize I haven't given you a definition really a, of how we assess givers and takers. Remember, we don't label people. We love everybody. Cross the board, we love it, and we say it emphatically. 20%, and we can prove this, Christine, 20% of the population are givers. That means you put these 20% in any situation, and after a short time, they will figure out how to give to it. They will start contributing. They will start investing. They will start building it up. They will start helping. They're just wired that way. That's what they do. By contrast, the other end of the Grand Canyon is the taker, also 20% of the population, who in a short period of time will figure out how to take from any situation emotionally, mentally, spiritually. financially, <laughs> spiritually. That's what they do. Yeah. They're 
takers, right? So, and the 60% in the middle, we call them fencers. They sit on the fence. They act like givers when they're with givers. They act like takers when they're with takers. They can be great relationships, but you need to manage them and keep an eye on them. So ideally what we want to is over the course of time, discern. Our productivity goes through the roof when we have the right people around us and we're not throwing away time, putting out fires. Our stress yes. level goes down when we're not having to put out fires and have people just take all of our energy from us all day long. So do the quiz. We encourage all of your listeners. It's giversuniversity.info, I-N-F-O. Seven questions. They'll get an assessment and some great tools after that we just absolutely give to them because we want them to say, we want them to feel and say, wow, this is really great. This stuff really works. And when I discern and take a quick second and ask myself, am I seeing this? What a great impact it can have on my life in such a positive way. And it's a great tool for entrepreneurs because of the people that we work with, the co-ventures that we do we, when, we, when we work with others, and also even for our clients. That's another thing. I'm, I am blessed to the point where I can discern and I can say, yes, I want to work with you. I want to have my energy and your energy co-mingling because I work as a coach. I'm, you know, I'm working with people one-on-one. -on -one. It's not, I'm not just sending them off to some, you know, uh, uh, course. I am with yes, them yes. and it's my time. So I can say, and I've had, I've had people that have wanted to work with me and I know they're takers and I, I'll be like, you know what? That will be the longest four weeks of my life. And I am good. I don't need that. And I will, you know, have them say there's someone else is probably perfect for you. But knowing that is so important. It's so valuable. Uh, it's such a valuable tool set to have. So we'll make sure that we have the link in the show notes so people can click on that and, and go Great, to giversuniversity.info. Info. Yep. I-N-F-O. And, okay. and they're actually, when they go there, they're actually on the first question. They're, they're on that page right then. Beautiful, beautiful. EA, what's um before we go, what's what's in your future? What are you wanting to do that you haven't done yet? What would you like to put out there in that beautiful wish bubble? Well, it's actually uh, quite simple. Uh, we have a very specific 30-year plan, month by month, on where Givers University will be over the next 30 years. And as a part of that plan in the next decade, to have over one billion people worldwide who have thought about and have begun to learn how to discern more so that their productivity their, it goes up, their happiness level goes up, and their stress level goes down just by learning how to discern. Well, I hope that Out of the Box with Christine can play a little part in that and getting it out into the world. I'm sure of it. As many people as possible, hopefully they will listen to this or watch this on YouTube. And folks, if you've been moved by what you've heard from EA, I highly recommend that you share this, share the audio or share the video with others, with families and friends and on your social media, because it's a beautiful message and it is extremely important right now. We do want to keep our energy levels up. We want to be in that positive uh, mindset, not only for our business, but for our health, our mental health and our physical health. We know that stress and if you're surrounded by a lot of takers, please check out the information and take the quiz that EA is talking about. 
at giversuniversity.info. Again, the link will be in the show notes for you. EA, May I interject a thought? May I interject a quick thought? Yes. You know, you, 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 I'm sorry, and I'm sorry for interjecting, but you just brought up such a great point and it's so critical for your listeners. So many times, as you had mentioned, that we have takers in our life and they don't know how to broach the subject because someone doesn't have to be in taker mode forever. They can be in what we call temporary taker mode and they can become a giver. So how do you broach it with them without being offensive? And you know, one of the best ways it's called sharing out of the box with Christine with them, send them a copy and say, you know what? I thought this is a great podcast. This Christine's got this great thing. And I just watch this video and, 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 and tell me your, tell me your thought about this YouTube. Cause I, I, it was really provoked some thought in me and, and, and watch this. And what what your podcast becomes a platform to help broach the subject in a non-intrusive way and, and hopefully with some good nuggets. And that can be a great way for others to share your great and spectacular podcast platform with others, a way to broach the subject with them and genuinely help them. And doing it in a way that's not confrontational as well. Exactly. Right? Just, just, just saying, I think you might like this. <laughs> yeah. I liked it and I want to share it with you. Listen. Exactly. Yeah, listen. People like to watch YouTubes. Great idea, EA. Okay. And everybody, I want you to take his advice. <laughs> make exactly. Sure you share this, make sure you share this episode, especially with your with your family and friends. And those people that you do, that you know um, are takers, maybe they will also, they'll see a little or they'll hear a little bit of what they're doing. Um, but also to encourage people too, to, to make that change. If they have been takers, you know, for much of their life, they can see what's happening in their lives. And it's, it may look temporarily good, but you're losing relationships. You're losing people that can trust you mm-hmm. and um, trust us, trust EA and myself being a giver. And that means giving, like I, I'm, I'm called the, I like to say I'm like the giving tree. I have so many apples on my tree that when I give you an apple EA or I give other people an apple, I'm not less apples because I can keep growing them you see and so there's not that scarcity model and that's what I want people to to also take away is that you are a creative machine and you have the ability to create so much the potential is so it's it's immense and so if we can get away from that scarcity model of like I only have this (laughs) you know I don't want to share it with anybody um, that miserly mindset will will affect you in a lot of different ways. So I'm so happy that you came on the show, EA. You are welcome back Thank anytime. You. Please, anytime Thank you, you. want to come back, just let me know and we'll uh, we'll get you back on the show. Thank you, Christine, and uh, thank you so much. And I hope all your listeners share this because uh, I think you've got a spectacular platform and more people need to think outside the box. And one of the ways to think outside the box is to discern more. Thank you, awesome. Christine. All right, EA, thank you so much. And folks, thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, uh, you want to subscribe to the show. If it's on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Click the bell so you get notified. And on your favorite podcast platform, we are heard on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, all of those major platforms. And make sure you subscribe to the show as well. Until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.